Maybe you're gonna, you're gonna be coughing through this episode not, again. Not, I'll get through it. Okay. You'll get through it while I'll reading Wikipedia. <laughs> Shut up! I'm not, I'm not gonna be reading Wikipedia. I don't way. believe it. Mm. I don't trust you anymore because all this time, these past few months, I've just thought, oh, Matt knows everything. So I'll let him do the backstories and stuff. Yeah, then I realised you're I actually just look? reading Wikipedia. Where else am I going to look, though? I don't know. I just thought you knew it. No, with, with, the, um, with the, um, the Dr. Crippen, I had actually watched the documentary that claimed that it wasn't uh, a woman that was found dead. Oh, I just read that somewhere. So I had, I had, I had like done a little bit of research <laughs> yeah you actually watch documentaries and stuff related to it whereas yeah. me i'm just like okay i have about 10 minutes so i'll just read a few new news articles that should give yeah. me the gist matt will fill in the details i didn't realize yeah. you were filling in the details of wikipedia information that was only the last one to be fair because i didn't really know much about the Lindbergh baby <laughs> yeah thing. but i did you could have just told me to do the backstory <laughs> <laughs> well, i had known know. about this for years well, yeah, not, this, were... not this topic. I mean, the Lindbergh baby topic. You didn't tell me you'd done all the research, though. So. I didn't mm. have to. I knew about that. I didn't even know Lindbergh had a baby, so, you know. He had loads of kids, like, after... I don't, yeah, he had a secret yeah. family, didn't he? Yeah, and, and, and with his wife as well. Yeah. Oh, my God, why, this why, is not Lindbergh week. Okay, we spent enough time on him yeah. last week. <laughs> <laughs> we spent way more than enough time <laughs> on him last week. Yeah, so, we, well, how much we got to get through? We better get through this one quicker than we did last week no because <laughs> shut up matt because every time we say that every time we say it's going to be a short one or we're going to do it quickly it ends up being a really long fucking episode yeah. like marie two swords i thought that would be 15 20 minutes 40 minutes that was yeah <laughs> three days of my life to edit that we we just know how to talk yeah we? we just know how to talk <laughs> yeah well i'm just checking actually when olaf palmer's prime minister so i know I'm when not... he was prime minister oh, you can I say that bit. You. you can say that bit i've done everything else but i forgot i forgot to put when he was prime minister so you can right. start i'm after. actually going to leave that in now just to show that i have more information <laughs> than you but before yeah. we actually get onto it yeah but i know more about the theories that is true but i have the theories in front of me also <laughs> okay but before mm. before we do this yeah yeah what happens intro music <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, I, you know, I probably sound like a right idiot now because I'm just like shouting intro music. Yeah, really you, you don't make house. it seem seamless. <laughs> I'm, I'm not as smooth as you, Tarman. Yeah. So yeah. this week on the Dork's Deduction, we will not be reading a Wikipedia article. Matt. We shall not. As in, I won't. I don't know what Matt's doing, even though, like, we put we put like a um, divider between us. So yeah, I can't see what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we don't cheat, so we don't, like, copy each other's, you know, material. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, even though we have pretty much the same material this time around. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this week we're doing... We're doing... We're not doing yeah. anything. As I said we- to you in the text, I'm not <laughs> literally doing Olaf Palm, because <laughs> he's dead, so, A, that's sick, um, you know. Yeah, and that, he's long dead as well. Like, yeah. it wouldn't be necrophilia, it would just be skeletal remains. Yeah. Yeah. So this mm. week we're going to be discussing, not doing, we're going to be discussing the assassination <laughs> of Olaf Palm. Yeah. Who is Olaf Palm, you ask? Well, he would as, he, he would as, he would as, yeah. He was he the Swedish <laughs> Prime Minister 
between the 14th of October 1969 to the 8th of October 1976. And he didn't get voted out. He was murdered. <gasps> uh, you missed out something else. Did I? Well, that yeah, was, was his first spell as Prime Minister. He was then Prime Minister again from 1979 to 1986. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I only wrote down the first set of dates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so I failed already. Yeah. You do the backstory. This is why you do okay. the backstory. I just leave out information. Yeah. So. I was wondering. I was like, okay, I'm looking at my notes. 1976, and then he died. And it's like, but his date of death is 1986. Why did I yeah. put that down? Yeah, Tom was reliable as ever. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Matt, I think it's appropriate for you to take over now. Okay. Um, well, Olaf Palm, as you said, was Prime Minister of Sweden. He's a bit of a Marmite figure in that, on one side, he was very, very, very popular, particularly with the left, because he was leader of the Social Democratic Party, which is like the left party in Sweden. Yeah, it's like Labour, isn't it? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, but he was really hated by, like, some of the Liberals and Conservatives um, who kind of saw him as a bit of a traitor in some ways. Yeah. I thought I'd reasons. hate him. The first thing I read about it was in that he supported corrupt governments of the third world. And then I actually read the rest of all the stuff about him, and I'm just like, oh, he's a really nice guy. He w- I wish we had a Prime Minister like him. Mm. Yeah, he's kind of... Um, Palm Sweden is kind of presented as like a socialist wet green, really. Yeah, and yeah, I've been told I'm a socialist. So, yeah, that's probably Mm. why I like him. Yeah. So uh, he expanded like the welfare state. It wasn't Quite just that, though. He expanded the welfare state. He, he sorted out their, their medical care. He mm. gave free entry to students in university, for crying out loud. He gave everyone the best start in life. Yeah. He tried to make sure everyone was treated equal. He, like, greatly improved, like, the social security of, kind of, like, the citizens. So that's kind of, like, welfare state and stuff like that, making sure, like, housing problems and and care for the elderly and stuff like that. And he carried out um, a programme of, like, redistribution of wealth, you know, particularly targeted at helping the disabled and immigrants and the low-paid and single-parent families. Yeah, but it wasn't all glorious because he he raised taxes to the highest they'd been in the world. Yeah. It went from really, really, really low to the highest in the world. It said that he did try and tax the rich rather than, you know, it was a bit... Because um, Sweden in like the early 80s, the ec- economy was, like, declining. They needed quite drastic measures. But he, he tried... Um, so, yeah, he tried to kind of make sure there was some, like, support for the low-paid and unemployed with, like, the welfare payments. But it did mean there was quite high taxes mm. as well. So it's one of those... During any kind of, like, economic like trouble you're never going to be the most popular there's always i guess if you get taxed too much and then your income ends up being low you end up getting it topped off because of the welfare state that they had in sweden so if you end up with low income purely because of taxes or whatever reason you'd still get extra money from the government the state yeah i mean he he like so on the one hand he's kind of very popular because of all these things that he did Although some people debate how successful he was in this, because like most places, Sweden's still kind of full of inequality and, you know, there's still problems. 
So, like, inequality. He did try and level the playing field a great deal. <laughs> yeah, he did. So, yeah, so this kind of, clearly this Marmite figure makes him quite a big a target for some people. His, like, um, debating style was quite abrupt, some people, I think, said. So, yeah, he, he, could, he was someone who could, like, get on people's nerves. People who didn't agree with him, didn't just not agree with him. They hated him in some ways. He also kind of, internationally, he was kind of quite a controversial figure. Yeah, because well. he said how, how it was. Yeah, he said everything. He, he didn't no. show anything. Yeah, I mean, he's most notably uh, known, for, I think, for his opposition to apartheid. And yes. this is gonna this is gonna become very important in one of the theories later on. Yes. As as we said, um you said like when you first read about him he supported like corrupt governments. Yeah. But it was related to kind of like the third world liberation movements, which was trying to like end the colonization. Did I say that right? Colonization. Colonization. <laughs> that sounds like so you do a colon. <laughs> yeah. That's like colonization. <laughs> I was just wondering where you were going with this. Yeah, colon. it's not chronic what? irrigation or whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> Colonic irrigation. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> so yeah, I but it was like with all those things, sometimes you're gonna be supporting people who maybe you're not the most the best people in the world to support but sometimes it's yeah sometimes it's the cause you're supporting rather than the actual people Mm. it's the era of the cold war so you got to remember that uh, like relations between the u.s and the soviet union you know they're still quite on tenterhooks and sweden um actually plays a bit more of a more important role than you might imagine you might think Sweden, it's yeah, maybe not... Yeah, that's what I was surprised about. I was just like, Sweden's like this... I didn't think it was that a powerful country. It didn't make that much of an impact. And then I see all the stuff that he did. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Sweden officially took uh, a position of, like, a non-alignment. So it refused to support either superpower. And on as a face, it kind of tried to um, put a kind of image that it didn't kind of have any involvement in that however it is known that now that sweden secretly had agreed a deal with the u.s that if the soviet union tried to attack them that the u.s would you know support them and have a counter-attack against the soviets so that's something i was surprised about because he was pretty outspoken about the u.s yeah because he'd spent time there growing up he went to college there so he'd seen it he lived it and then he wasn't happy about all the segregation and the racial issues yeah and he was outspoken about that and he and any sort of conflict that the u.s had with anyone he'd go against the u.s like when when they were bombing vietnam yeah yeah that's it so i was surprised that the u.s were backing them they had a treaty going on i mean they u.s froze communications with sweden a couple of times as well a couple of times as well because of Olaf and how and things that he'd said against them. I think it's one of those things that you kind of you have to work out who's going to be the biggest danger to you. Mm. And the US, yeah, I don't think they Sweden being in Europe, I don't think US would realistically try and attack them. Sweden were probably more worried about the Soviets than the US. Mm, probably. And there's been quite a big kind of US presence in Sweden anyway. So, you know, the CIA apparently have all kind of things going on in Sweden. No, no, the CIA have all kind of things going on everywhere. We just don't know it. We don't know it. Our governments probably don't know it. 
Yeah. I mean, and actually, interesting, the Edward Snowden kind of revelations particularly kind of reveals that I think Sweden's neutrality, it still, it still maintains it's neutral to this day. But so basically, Matt, us wanting to go to Sweden, it's a good thing. It's a good place yeah. to go. Yeah. And, and I was afraid that they'd be racist, but I don't think they would be. They voted Olaf into power. I think I'm good there. I don't know. It's one of those things. It's, it's a country that does have its issues. Yeah, but every country um, it's, has its, it's issues, had, but it's yeah. not going to be widespread, is it? That's what I was worried about. I don't know. It's, it's a bit like this country. We're not as racist oh, well, as some other fine. countries, but still, you still find racist people. Yeah, I know, Sweden. but I just was worried about it being widespread because, you know, you go to certain places and they just hate... Yeah. Your, they hate Asians, I think. I think loads of countries just hate Asians. Yeah, I mean, if you if you kind of, like, hear about some... I don't know what... This might sound a little racist, but, like, the Eastern European countries, they can be quite racist yeah, I know. sometimes. Or, 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 or Egypt. The Egypt, Egypt yeah. hate Asian people. They love mm. white people. They hate Asian people. It's a bit odd, that. <laughs> yeah. Even when they come well, here, they still give you dirty looks. Yeah. I feel like I get more racism thrown at me through immigrants yeah. and people visiting than people that actually live here. Yeah. I mean, I keep getting like, dirty looks off this Syrian woman that I know. I think you do as well, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't call her a woman, though. Okay, man. <laughs> man. So, yeah, so he was kind of... Uh, he also um, showed support for, like, Cuba and Castro, which is going to kind of annoy some people. He was, he was also the first Western head of government to visit Cuba after its revolution. Yeah. And he um, praised, like, Cambodian revolutionaries, which now would be a bit controversial because I think Pol Pot was the Cambodian, wasn't he? He turned out to be quite um, a bad person. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> right, so you better get on to kind of... The assassination now, I suppose. I guess. Because we spent 17 minutes talking about it. You got anything else to add? Actually, no. We actually managed to cover all of that. I had, like, three pages of notes, and we actually got through all of it. Yeah, basically, we mainly said he's kind of Marmite figure. Yeah, but we like him. Yeah, we kind of do. It's one of those things. You don't know what he's really like, I suppose. So, yeah, Olaf Palm liked to see himself as a man of the people. It's a bit like um, Jeremy Corbyn, in a way. Yeah, I he think. is quite down to earth. Like he doesn't walk around with bodyguards all the time. He spends time with his family. Just goes out. Yeah, he lives his life. Yeah, equally. Like a I person. think. I equally, I think, as a head of state or government, that's a bit stupid. Yeah. 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 No. No. I, yeah. I. I completely agree. I. I but okay, like another example that's less it. stupid is um, when students were protesting against him or some sort of reform that he was doing when he was Minister of Education before yeah. he became Prime Minister. He actually went down to the centre that they were doing it at and comforted them and spoke to them one on one. Yeah. That was quite nice. He's a yeah man of the people. But yeah. yeah, getting on to his stupidity, I wouldn't fucking do that. I wouldn't walk around with a bodyguard <laughs> if I didn't have to. <laughs> yeah. If I could have a bodyguard right now. I would, and I'm not even notable. And uh, the reason why he, he'd given like, his bodyguard the night off, because he was going to the cinema. No, uh, you got was, it wrong. Why? What happened was that his wife planned to go to the cinema while he was out. He didn't even know yeah, of the I was coming to this. I was coming and to so this. he went home, and then he thought he was just staying home, so he told his bodyguard to just go because he was staying at home. Yeah. I got something right, and you got something wrong. I was coming to that, though. Well, I was going to say this, the, the decision to go to cinema was quite short notice, so he can yeah, call the bodyguard back. Yeah, but he didn't the make the decision. Back. 
So he didn't know yeah. the decision no, before he, he sent he the bodyguard away. He talked over the decision with his son, though. Yeah, after he'd gone home and sent the bodyguard away. So the away. final decision to go to the cinema was made too late by that. He didn't know about the decision when he sent the bodyguard away. That was my point. Yeah, well, you were right there, and I was right later on, so let's move on. So, yeah, um, we better say the, the night in question. The night in question is the 28th of February, 1986. So they made the decision to go to the cinema, and they headed off to a metro station to get to this cinema. And in the documentary I was watching, apparently quite a few witnesses saw him being followed onto this metro train. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that. I'll, I'll come on to this kind of um, documentary later on because it's one of like the theories. Is Which um, documentary really was big. this? It's Olaf Palm, The Murder Trail or something like that. But it, it's really like um, it's really interesting. I think that's the one I was sort of listening to the other day, yesterday, but I wasn't paying that much attention. Yeah, it's, it's on YouTube, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. really interesting. But um, I was reading like some kind of the comments, and some people are saying it's maybe not that reliable. Yeah, because that's I, other things that I've read never actually mentioned them. Well, people spotting someone following them because he's the prime minister. Of course, he would have spotted someone if there was yeah. someone that obvious. Because he's, yeah, yeah, he must have had like training in this some sort of this sort of stuff. Yeah, um, like some of the witnesses apparently was the metro train driver and stuff like that. But this is said in a documentary, so you don't know. Yeah, how because like, real we've spoken about it before. They pick up information that fits their storyline. Also, the amount of people you get saying this so many years afterwards is kind of, you know... Yeah, they don't even have a description of the attacker because it turns out the witness that gave the description didn't actually see him. Yeah. What, what's strange is that there's so many, like, witnesses to this murder as well. Yeah, it was... I was surprised that there's, like, such a specific timeline of everything that the couple did. Yeah. And yet no one actually got a witness, uh, yeah. got a proper look at the killer. Yeah, so while he... They'd gone to the cinema, they'd watched the film, they'd come out, and they were walking back to the metro station that they'd kind of... This is after they'd separated from yeah. Martin. I think there was something yeah, Martin and his wife. Yeah. 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 Then they're now not far from the metro station, and it's about 20 minutes past 11, or the precise time, apparently, it's like 21 minutes past. But it's around about that time. A shot was fired, and it hit Palm fatally in the back. Yeah, but it was by close range as well. So he close range. Yeah, exactly. He was up close to him, close enough yeah. to do that. There was a second shot fired, um, and that one, one was aimed at Mrs. Palm, but it only, uh, was it Grazer's shoulder Yeah, it or only grazed her. She was injured. Well, not majorly injured, of course. Majorly injured. So the first alarm was reportedly by a taxi driver. Yeah, but, it was by the taxi driver, and yeah. then he radioed it in, and then a couple of girls that were sitting in a car tried to help the Prime Minister, which you would not get in England. Could you yeah. imagine if, if, if um, David Cameron got shot yeah. while he's walking home with his wife? Do you really yeah. think... Well, actually, no, it didn't even have to be David Cameron. Anyone. We'd sort of just go about our business. we try and ignore that it's happening. We'll pretend we don't hear the gunshot. Yeah. You'd walk away from it, not towards it. I think it's quite ironic. Our police in this country are called the pigs, isn't it? <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I might need them at some point. I didn't no, say that. No, no connection. He, yeah, he was rushed to hospital, but was pronounced dead on arrival. So, uh, the documentary I was watching said he would have died instantly, but 
I'm not sure. They wouldn't that's... have. No, he would. If he had died instantly, they wouldn't have taken him to the hospital in the ambulance. They yeah. would have just got a coroner and taken him to more. Yeah. Because so that's I... a waste of hospital resources. Even if it is the prime minister, yeah. if he was dead instantly, they wouldn't have taken him to a hospital and pronounced him dead yeah. there. Yeah. Apparently, the ambulance that picked him up was just passing by. So that's kind of rather convenient. Everything in this story is convenient. Yeah, that, that, that's a big problem. Like, um, one of the there's there happens to be so quite a few like police cars also that seem to be not too far away, but mm. not. But then, quite if on you the think scene. about it, Sweden's quite a small country, isn't it? Close, isn't it? Everything's close together. I don't know. It's relatively big. Their population is nine million or something. Yeah, that's not True. that much. You get that much? Yeah, that's not that much. Yeah, I guess so. It looks it looks quite big on the map, though. <laughs> yeah, but they must have rural areas where people don't go. Then they probably got some greenery that we haven't destroyed. Yeah, but the timeline's like really interesting because apparently uh, there was an SOS emergency call made, and an eyewitness said there'd been a murder on Svea Garnen or something like that, and they tried like redirecting this to the police, but it never got through for some strange reason. So, uh, but I'll discuss that one later on because that comes into a later theory. Yeah. There's, there's all <laughs> kinds of like. Um, <laughs> there are so many theories. Things going on here, like, that are weird. It's, it's all quite confused because a taxi uh, switchboard operator calls directly to the police dispatch centre around about 23 minutes past 11. And all, all it gives, uh, all this uh, taxi driver gave was. Um, that someone had been shot. At this point, no one, the police, apparently don't know the Prime Minister's been shot. Yeah, because a taxi driver might not have noticed. It was a dark night. Yeah. And what if he's not, like, savvy on the news? He might not recognise him. He might just think, oh, that guy looks like the Prime Minister. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but then, a minute later, the police dispatch centre is contacted by the SOS Alarm Central concerning the shooting. But the dis- Batch Centre denies any knowledge that something's happened, even though a minute earlier or so they've got a call saying that, you know, someone had been shot. So that, that's that been considered a bit, you know, unusual. Or just incompetent police work or dispatch work, whatever. Yeah, but we'll come on to why this could be important later on. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, the bullets from the gun are the only forensic leads left by the assassin. What you're saying feels quite Wikipedia-y. Yeah, where else am I going to get that from? (laughs) But that's in the documentary as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they probably probably ripped their script off Wikipedia too. Well, no, it's fact. Okay. It's the only only forensic leads left. Yeah, that's true. It's like the three five. I don't even know anything about the guns, but three five seven (coughs) Magnum revolver. Mm. Well, um, it's a Smith Wesson, apparently. No, no, it's a Winchester Weston. Really? Where did you hear that? I read it somewhere, I think, and I wrote it down. I'm pretty sure it was a Winchester Weston. No, Smith and Wesson 357. Oh, OK, maybe I wrote the wrong mm. thing down. I've got Winchester yeah. Weston 357. So, obviously, a lot of importance is attached to these bullets because they're literally the only thing that confirms that they were murdered in any way. Well, were shot at least. So yeah, and um, the the bullets match like the lead fragments that are found in kind of the clothing of Olaf and his wife. Mm. But from the bullets, they think that the handgun was actually really quite large. So it got yeah. me thinking: Are there any like what are the gu- the gun control laws in Sweden? 
Are, are people allowed to carry? I think so, because there's there's a lot of like gun clubs apparently in Sweden. Oh, okay. So I think a lot. Because of people I was saying, if it was a large handgun in a place like England where you're not allowed to have guns unless you're yeah. like certain, you know, departments of the police. It'll be a bit weird. But um, then again, even if there are, like, guns, having someone carrying around a large one is quite odd. You'd expect, like, a handgun that you'd slot somewhere and it's tiny, but not a big one. Yeah, well, it, apparently the investigators think it is a handgun, but it's a large one. That's what it, I said. The, barrel, the barrel's, like, four inches. That's what I said. Well, yeah, I but you said, said it wasn't inches. a handgun. No, I said, you're small, I said you'd expect people to carry around a small yeah. handgun, not a large one, like the one that they think it is. Stop so. contradicting me when I'm saying them right. <laughs> I'm saying it right for once. <laughs> leave me alone. So, yeah, revolvers don't leave, like, spent casings as well. So they can inc- carry out any, like, ballistic examinations of the scene. So there's no, like, way, like, the murder weapon can be it's traced so could, easily. Because you could probably, if, if, if there was, you could probably pick up a fingerprint off that from loading the gun. Yeah, but... Also, you'd be able to more, like, realistically be able to tell what the gun is, I guess. Yeah, that's true. As well. The fingerprint, I think, would be more helpful, Matthew, if they were in the system. Yeah, but where are you going to find a fingerprint? From the actual bullet, the casing, because you have to load it into the gun. I suppose. Mm. That's the point. Right. Um, Do you want to get on to theories? Because we're going to need to soon anyway, I think. Yeah, we probably should. Should we actually... what happened with the Lindbergh one is we went on to theories before we actually told them who got arrested. Yeah. Um, I, that's <laughs> so let's what, I, say I who got arrested first. first. Right. Christopher Peterson, or Peterson, not yeah, sure Yeah, when quite. I first read this, I thought it was R. Christopher, as in R. Chris from the podcast. Yeah. And I was like, Christopher? Is that who he's named after? His psycho yeah. killer ancestor? That would I mean, make so much sense. He's been up to quite a lot of things, so it wouldn't surprise me if he... Yeah secretly assassinated Olaf Palm, even though he claims to have been born a few years later. Yeah, he claims to have been born in 91. He's a liar. Yeah, yeah, we know it's him, really. Right, he's, so far... He comes from the planet that your mum comes from. They don't age. My my mum? Yeah. She doesn't age, but she... Yeah, remember Stendek. Yeah, yeah. Gee, what's that noise? I think that's a car. Bloody loud car. So, yeah, uh, Krista Peterson remains so far the only person to have been arrested and faced trial for the murder. But despite being convicted, he was acquitted. It's also important to add that he was arrested and faced trial three years later. So this is some time like, after the actual no, assassination. No, no, it was two years occurred. later. It was 1989, wasn't it? No, it was 88. Was it? So he was convicted in 1988. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was 1989. No, well, I calculated it. I, where I read it, it said it was two years after the murder, so I calculated it as 1988. Ah. He was oh, actually convicted, yeah, not just arrested, he was convicted. Yeah, he was convicted, but um, he was acquitted. He was acquitted the following year, so he was acquitted in 1989. Year. Ah, right, there we go then. Aren't you happy that I'm around to correct you this episode? You seem to be getting a lot of stuff wrong. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, he was acquitted for three reasons in particular. The fact that the murder weapon had never been found in particular was quite damning to the case. What motive did he have? There was never, like, a clear motive for yeah, him to kill. Yeah, but the thing about him Obama. was he actually has been arrested because he killed a man before and he didn't have a motive then. Yeah. So he um, just got done for manslaughter in the end. Yeah. There's also Mrs. Palm that identified him in a, like, um, line-up 
that her reliability has been questioned. Yeah, but I've seen a picture of him. He's just a guy with a moustache. I'm sure his eyes are a little bit wild, but he doesn't look... Like, there's nothing specific about him. Also, um, there was accusations against the police about the lineup. I can actually find out what the accusations were, but that was just referred to. So, but yeah, there's quite a lot of accusations of police incompetence in this, particularly to do with Krista Peterson. So, like, further evidence has come out regarding Krista Peterson, but it's mainly, like, from other, like, petty criminals who, like, their stories just change all the time. And from him himself. Yeah, he confessed to the murder. And then he says that he's a social democrat. I don't think he did it. I think he just ends up admitting it just to keep the story alive. Because that was his income, doing, like, talk shows and interviews about this. That was his income. Because he got $50,000 off the state as compensation, but then he blew, he blew through that really fast. Also, he came like a bit of a cult figure as well. So he had like a, a kind of reputation almost to kind of, you know, maintain, I guess, in some ways. But other than that, his motives for like doing the murder still remain. Like I said, I don't think he needs a motive. He didn't yeah. have a motive the last time when he killed an innocent man. So, but um, the problem, like, with his confession is that a confession alone is not enough for the prosecutors to really reopen the case. No, so. because if that was enough, 130 people confessed to this. If that was yeah. the case, if a confession was enough, then it would have been closed a long time ago. Like, also, there's a problem, like, there's still no, like, information connecting him to the murder weapon. He, he, his confessions well, there, rarely there is... detail, like, the murder weapon. Like, what was the murder weapon? Where did he leave yeah, it? Yeah, unless he like didn't that. actually know anything about guns like me, he could hand me a gun. I'm not going to be able to tell you what it is. Yeah. I could use the gun, and I still wouldn't be able to tell you what it is. So that's possible. Yeah, um, but, and, but there is something linking him to the actual gun. The police were tracking um, all the guns that went missing of that same make, and they managed to find... Ten in that year that had been stolen. No, no, there were ten that year that had been stolen, and they'd managed to track down nine of them. There was one outstanding, and a drug dealer called Sigvard Sedegren claimed that he actually lent it to Krista two months before the murder. Yeah, yeah. However, you know, is this guy to be trusted? That's yeah, I know, problem. but I'm just saying there is something yeah, that links it. Yeah, that's the only thing linking him. Well, that was made in, like, a, a documentary, which was, um, and, yeah, and it was quite a death heavily criticised, as well. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and it was a death of a bed confession as well, but it's there. It's in the... Yeah. Yeah. Interestingly, actually, um, just before uh, Krista died, he actually uh, contacted the son of Olaf Palm, Martin, um, and explained that he had something to tell the family. Olaf Palm's son said he was willing to meet Krista, but only if he was ready to confess to this murder. But the meeting never happened, apparently, and Krista died in 2004. Yeah. After going into a coma. Yeah, I think it fell. So it remains, like, unresolved whether he had any actual involvement or even connection to this murder, so... But but a prosecutor did try and, you know, retry him in 1998, so I'm assuming more evidence has come to light, but we don't know of it. 
Yeah. So they might, because they haven't closed this investigation. Like the limit, I think the statute of limitations was 25 years, but they changed it just because of this case. So yeah. this, this is still ongoing. There are still developments. They were still working in it in 1998, and they thought they had enough to retry him in 1998, but the Supreme Court wouldn't allow it. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming there must be some other links we just don't know about. But obviously not convincing enough to get him tried again, so... Yeah, but that's also maybe the Supreme Court was a bit nervous because they, you know, tried him yeah. before and he got acquitted and they had to shell out money. yeah. You don't want to go through that again. Exactly. That kind of kicks your credibility, yeah. Exactly. But it's not like the only theory of, like, like a lone killer in some ways. Because there was another one called Victor Gunnison. In terms of, like, a lone killer, he's perhaps a little bit more convincing, maybe, than Krista Peterson. Because he did actually have connections with right-wing groups or extremist groups. Is that Um, the um, PPK group thing? No, that's to do with Kurt. Am I thinking of a different one, aren't I? Yeah, that, that's, um, that's oh, Kurt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, okay, yeah. I get it. Yeah. I mixed them two up. I'm looking now. There was hostile light material found against a palm in his apartment or something like that, or his house. He'd, he'd had connections with, like, the European Workers' Party. and But um, his, like, the credibility of him being the murder is kind of... Uh, like, the, the witnesses don't recall seeing him around. So that kind yeah. of, you know, there's that no... And that, and when he got arrested, he got released, like, almost straight away. So, obviously, not even the police thought it was, you know, worth it to detain him, because they were allowed to detain him for a certain amount of time. But they didn't yeah. bother. From what I was reading, there was some kind of, like, argument between, like, either the police who were arresting him or the prosecutors, because I don't think the prosecutors believed that there was enough evidence... Yeah, but st- police are still... I don't actually know it's Sweden, so it might be different, but that I'm sure even in Sweden the police are allowed to hold them for a certain amount of time yeah. before they actually charge them. But, yeah. So he, they could have held him in for longer for questioning or while yeah. they searched his premises or anything, but they didn't bother. But, yeah, um, so he turned out to be not reliable, but like um, a lot of the people who were at one point accused, some, like, acquaintance of him years later said he uh, confessed to the murder, but, you know, that's not... I don't I yeah, believe that. Like, like, in 50 years, I'm going to come out and say, yeah, Chris confessed to the murder of Annie to me. It doesn't mean much. I mean, yeah, yeah. he did it, but no-one's going to believe me. No-one's just going to believe you in general. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I didn't mean that. <laughs> right, if you say so. So, I mean, we've got lone killers here. The, one of the reasons why lone killer could be kind of believable is that in 2003, a politician was actually murdered by just a lone killer in some department store as well, of all places. She didn't have bodyguards either, and the killer managed to get away pretty much without getting caught on the day. He was only caught, like, two weeks later. So that may be possibly kind of... The like the lone killer might sound a bit convenient. I... I, I put... Yeah. yeah. Because, I don't um, see why a lone killer couldn't have done it. Yeah, because I think everyone's, like, desperate to kind of see, like, a political kind of connection to the murder. Sometimes it's not. Maybe it's just a random killing. Yeah. Sometimes, like, um, these uh, these lone killers, they just see a politician and think, oh, I can, you know, can kill them. Not They don't necessarily have, like, a political <laughs> motivation behind it. It's just... No, no, they or, or they don't even know it's a politician. They're just yeah. like, oh, I might as well just kill this guy. 
Yeah, well, that's one of the things about Krista Peterson was that apparently one of the theories was that he mistook Olaf Palm for some yeah, drug addict. Yeah, drug dealer, he's drug dealer. <laughs> I thought it was a bit kind of... I, you wouldn't usually mistake your prime minister for a, yeah, a drug dealer. Yeah, but, like, I've done that before. If you see someone famous and then you're just like, nah, that, what are they doing here? It's probably someone that just looks like them. And then they leave and it's like, oh, no, that was actually him, wasn't it? It's like, yeah. oh, okay. So I've done that because you don't expect to see them there. So you don't think it's someone famous or someone notable. You just yeah. think it's someone that looks like them and only thinks in afterwards who it is. Yeah. So are you convinced about the lone killer theory or is you just... I don't know. <laughs> I'm just yeah. going to throw it out there. I don't know. And at the end of the episode, I still won't know. Yeah. But it's. I, it's, it's, I think it could be like a reliable theory i don't yeah i think i think it's just i think it's just as possible as all the others yeah right should we move on to some of the more political ones now all of the more political ones i might as well we'll start with pkk first because that links (laughs) into the south african thing so hans holmer who was the he was the stockholm police commissioner at the time and by the way ladies and gentlemen we will be reading bits from wikipedia now (laughs) <laughs> no, I knew that bit, actually. Did you memorise it from Wikipedia? Because you said it word for word. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, he, he was kind of weird. He kind of almost, like, self-appointed himself to investigate How? this. How can I you do that? Some... Well, he is the police commissioner. I guess he's the head of the police. Um, he, had, he had some, like... He was friends with some quite influential people in the uh, Social Democratic Party. So it meant he could kind of get away with it i suppose in a way but yeah he so he's kind of almost like self-appointed himself in a way he would go on to become quite a controversial figure in the investigation though because he received a tip-off reportedly by someone called bertel wyden Whedon. i don't know how you i think yeah Whedon. we're gonna butcher so many names i think i really yeah (laughs) yeah i'm not too good on the swedish pronunciations um, Even though you love the Swedes. Yeah, I do, but I just haven't got that far yet in pronouncing them. And um, Bird Whedon's going to become quite an interesting figure because he's accused of being the murderer himself, actually. he, he uh, Hans Holmer received a tip-off from... I don't know if it's directly from Bert Whedon, but he'd, he'd received like some kind of tip-off that it was uh, the PKK, which we know as the Kurdistan Workers' Party. Can't Kurdistan. Actually. Yeah, Kurdistan. Yeah. Kurdistan's a country, isn't it? Is it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, it's a country near Turkey. Yeah, that, that's going to come important later. Hans Homer, like, he just investigated this lead, and he was quite single-minded about it. He just went for um, this kind of link. And he, uh, or, like, he ordered a lot of, say, like, a number of search warrants were issued to follow the activities of lots of Kurds that were living in Sweden at the time. Mm. Um, Which wasn't racist at all. (laughs) No. Um, So they targeted, like, anyone who they thought might have had any kind of link to the PKK. And uh, even a lot of them were actually, like, arrested. It wasn't just, like, following them and... Yeah, which... I know he's the police commissioner, but how does he have... You can't do that. Yeah. You need to go through courts to arrest people. You need to go through the prosecutor's office to arrest people. Yeah, this um, would end up being kind of, like, one of the reasons why he had to resign, because his methods... um, he, He literally, even right to the end, 
just before he resigned, was still trying to order, like, arrests and stuff like that, even though this was going, uh, this was not really in line with how the law was meant to work. So um, his methods, like, were criticised by the prosecutors, and it's important to add, like, any arrest, any investigation into this PKK link, there's never any evidence that the PKK had done it at all. So, um... No, because why would they? Yeah, I mean, I mean what's the I mean, link? what I they don't... work for is rights for, like, equal rights for Kurdish people. Yeah. Well, so shouldn't they, wouldn't they have been supporting someone like Palm? Who yeah. Who wanted equal rights for re- all races and religions and gender? They should, they should be worshipping a man like that, not assassinating him. Yeah, also, um, I mean, because I know the PKK were involved in, like, some kind of fight with the Turkish at that point. I think but, they're always involved in some yeah. kind of fight with the Turkish. But I don't get what link Sweden had with either Turkey or Kurdistan, so... Yeah, yeah I know. So I got confused when looking at that, and I'm just like, why? That There's no tenuable link. Mm. Is it just because of one tip-off? He's a yeah. poli- he, got a, he became a police commissioner. At some point, he must have been good. Did he not recognise that he well, was doing shoddy said, police work? As I said, he had links with people yeah. high up in the SDP. A lot of inco- incompetent people can get their way up to the top through just <laughs> yeah, knowing people. So, yeah, um, yeah like the, one of the reasons why this PKK link is, is not very good is that apparently, and this is according to some Swedish newspaper, this Bertel Whedon fed the link to the Turkish media, who you've got to remember are against the PKK at this time. Yeah. So he was trying to drum up in the Turkish media that the PKK were behind the assassination. And this is apparently one of the reasons why the investigation just went so full throttle into, like, the PKK kind of link. Um, it pressure. should add that Bertel Whedon denies that he had any part in promoting this link. Um, Which he would, because he's seen what happened to the police commissioner. Yeah, um, but also he denies it because he denies diverting the police attention away from South African leads. Ah. Which we shall come on to now, shall we? Yes, we shall. Yeah. We've talked a bit about the relationship between Olive Palm and South Africa. Yeah. Um, And it's in one way quite one of the quite definitive things about his tenure, I suppose, in a way, is his relationship with a lot of, like, the anti-apartheid groups. Obviously, Olaf Palm's stance on apartheid made him kind of a lot of enemies with those connected to the apartheid regime. And Yeah, but Olaf Palm can't have been the only one that was outspoken about the apartheid, because, come on, the apartheid was barbaric, and this was, yeah. like, the 70s, 80s. I mean, even America was against it. Yeah, well, yeah. They don't even... No, when did they outlaw segregation? It wasn't actually that long before that. It was only a few decades. Yeah. yeah. You know when America's kind of acting as, you know, team police that, you know, you've done something wrong. <laughs> um, so, yeah, because apartheid was so... Everyone was against it, and so there's economic sanctions against the Wait, apartheid. Wait, do we have to explain what an apartheid is to the listeners, just in case they don't know? Or should we assume they know? Do you, do you want to go and I don't know. It? Like, are they stupid enough to not know what it is? No, let's not. Otherwise, let's we, could not, go, we could go into a If you don't like, know what it is, stop listening. Yeah, if you just don't... Just stop. Just get lost. 
If you don't know what apartheid is, you don't deserve to be listening to us. Yeah, even I know what it is, and I'm really shit at both geography and history. Yeah. <laughs> like, the only thing I do know about is murder. Yeah. That, that's movies. your special interest. Movies and TV and murder. Mm. Yeah. They're my interests. So that... <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, okay. <laughs> um... Right, where am I? Because my notes are a bit jumbled up here. <laughs> Mine too. A week before his assassination, he'd given a speech to uh, the, the Swedish, Swedish People's people. Parliament yeah. against apartheid. There's so many like, like these groups, it does get a bit confusing. So, and yeah, he'd, um, he'd said here that apartheid cannot be formed, it has to be eliminated. So obviously, can't, cannot be reformed, it has to be eliminated. Obviously, that, that's going to be quite provocative to people who like apartheid. And it's also important to add a lot of officials from the ANC, which is the, is it the African National Council, I think? Uh, yes, yes, it is. And uh, Sweden were also secretly giving payments no, 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 to the African ANC. African National Congress, not Council. Oh, that's the one. Yeah. So um, this, is, this was like a meeting of like, the big players in the anti-apartheid movement. And there's one very important person in the South African link, and that's Craig Williamson. And Craig Williamson's a South African major, I think. Uh, he was in, like, the police or something like that. He was a spy? But, yeah, he was also secretly a spy. I'm sorry, was that the secret? I was just, I was just like, I've only got it written down <laughs> no, as spy. No, I'm not saying it's I secret. I was just like, I wrote down African spy. They didn't know he was a spy. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't realise that. Uh, yeah. You're not spoiling my secret. I'm not the only one that knows he was a spy. <laughs> I hadn't worked that out all by myself. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm not sure they'd listen to me anyway. Um, but, but come on, these people don't even know what an apartheid is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're such idiots. I mean, God. Why do we get all, like, the shit listeners, basically? I don't know. <laughs> You're like, why do we always insult them yeah. as well? <laughs> they just really <laughs> so love they're us. basically not going to come back next yeah. week. We shed listeners every week because we keep insulting them. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's our job too, really. If we were friendly, they wouldn't believe us. Yeah, that's we're, we're true. Not, we're not seem so people, fake if we were friendly. Yeah. So, yeah, this Craig Williamson's quite an interesting guy, actually, because he's got history on the assassination front because he ordered the assassination of Ruth First, who was an exiled campaigner for the anti-apartheid movement, and also happened to be a close friend of Olaf Palm as well. She was also a member of the ANC. So this guy has got history on killing people involved in the anti-apartheid movement. He'd also sent a bomb to the house of some other anti-apartheid activists. He's not a subtle assassin, is he? Not really. I don't know whether this stuff has come out later. Like, if I was an assassin, I would just stick to poisons. Yeah. It's cleaner. I don't, well, he ordered the assassinations. He didn't actually oh, he carry them, them out himself. Them. Well, then Although, he picks up some sloppy assassins, doesn't he? Well, actually, he did actually send the bomb so that, uh, there was a couple he sent a bomb to their house. He actually sent that himself personally. So usually these what kind of bastard. people make other people do their dirty work. But he actually did this himself. They actually had a six-year-old kid as well. Oh, what a bastard. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't remember if it actually killed them or not, but I'm guessing it did. 
it's a bomb and set yeah. opened it up in the house and if it wasn't a timer it was like set to go off when it was opened then no they probably would have yeah. died but this guy he'd he'd um he joined some um it's kind of like some european university fund or something like that it's a big like meeting in geneva or something like that and there he was like able to infiltrate the anc but he was also able to he was he managed to get connections into the like the swedish government as well mm. which is kind of interesting kind of had a link with Bernd Carlson, who was Olaf Palm's protege and close yeah, friend. Yeah, and then he ended up being killed. On the Lockerbie flight. Is that what the, is that what the bombing. Well, I got it down as Pan Am something. Yeah, that's, that's oh, the Pan famous. Pan Am 103, yeah. And yeah, the it's 21st the of December 1988. Yeah. So um, he ended up being killed as well. Yeah, and that's just, you know, we're not saying anything there. Yeah, I was yeah. going to bring that up later. I'm just like, you know who else got killed? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, we just fell into that, didn't we? Yeah, we should maybe come back to that because that's, um, it's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily believe that this guy's involved with it, although he does have four. It happened quite soon after, well, it happened like two years after. Yeah, yeah. The, well, the only problem with the theory is that America, like the uh, South Africa, it was moving towards like apartheid got... by then. What was that, sorry? Well, uh, by this point, it said that the kind of South Africa was moving towards apartheid anyway. So, the, it would would he really like risk killing off someone at that point? No, I've just made another link. This was mm. around the time that Krista got arrested. Yeah. What if there's a link between that Krista getting arrested? They wanted to off that guy to shut him up. It doesn't yeah. have to be Christopher. Yeah, it's Christopher Craig Williamson. Yeah. It could be someone else. Yeah. Oh damn. The protege knew about it. I love how like we. I love how we read about theories, but then we come up with our own instead. We yeah. don't support any. So what's this? This one you ha- you just said. This theory that I've just said. Um, what's his name? Bernd Colson. Yeah. He the bomb went off on the plane. Yeah. It was around the same time that Krista got arrested. Yeah. So what if they arrested Krista, and Bernd knew about the assassination? He knew information regarding it, and to keep him yeah. quiet. Let that conviction go through. They ah, yeah. burnt. Yeah. I still don't know who actually did it, but that's another theory. I love how we just come up with our own. Yeah. And obviously, the Lockerbie bombing, that's always just been passed on to, like, um, it's either, is it either Iran or is it Libya's, the, like, official explanation? It's some, like, Libyan bomber that blew it up. But South Africa has never looked into it. And while the timing no might seem a bit No one wants to look into South Africa, do they? Yeah. They just let them do whatever they want. So it kind of just, no one ever kind of looked at that link, which you'd think now. Some people have actually said that there's some people should look into the South African link. Yeah, but no, governments don't want to look into other governments. That opens up a whole can of worms. Yeah, not unless they're against them. Yeah. With Libya, but even, with Libya it is convenient to go after Libya yeah, at that time. pretty much. So, yeah, if it was South Africa, we're never going to know unless they upset people. Yeah, so we don't know. So there's that interesting connection. Now, the South African connection, Bertel Whedon comes in again. He was a Swedish journalist. Oh, yeah, that's how he, we got onto the topic of yeah. South Africa. I forgot. But he he was actually uh, recruited by this Craig Williamson to work for the South African intelligence services and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. uh, s- someone actually accuses him of being the murderer. 
um, because his name just seemed to pop up a lot. It does, and actually, interestingly, his name was given to police by a certain Steve Larson, who is the writer of the Millennium trilogy. That's those books. Do, yeah. do you remember those? Yeah, those yeah, books? yeah. Like um, the girl who kicked yeah, the hornet's yeah. nest or something like that. Yeah. Um, so he he gave the tip. Yeah, because he he looked into a lot of like right wing groups and stuff like that, and other kind of he was he there. He was the journalist as well as the yeah, right? yeah yeah he was investigating um, the Olaf Palmer assassination I think, and he had like fifth I think I read somewhere like he's had fifteen boxes full of information on the assassination. But yeah, but the thing I the problem I have with novelists that are also journalists is that they want a good story. It's not that they want a the truth; they want yeah. a good story. However, so that could mean nothing, really. Although I did read somewhere that some of the police and journalist investigations were perhaps more reliable than the police's, because the police just apparently weren't willing to look into other links. Yeah, well, there's other reasons for that as well. Yeah. Well, possible reasons for that. <laughs> yeah. There's, like, loads of people have been accused. So William himself was actually accused by a Colonel Eugene de Cock. <laughs> yeah, I know. De Cock. I, yeah. I just, yeah, I just really like the name. So yeah. I'm so immature. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I, wrote that, I wrote that down three times. De Cock accused Williamson. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we're, we're like five. Yeah. Literally, there have been so many people in the South African Security Service who have been accused of this. Peter Castleton, he's, uh, he was a member of a South a- African assassination squad. He accused Bertel Whedon of being the murderer. However, again, there's, there's not actually been any evidence linking Bertel Whedon to the murder. But if it's the security services, they know how to clean up after themselves in yeah, some ways. Exactly. So it's it'd be no big surprise if there's no evidence linking them to it. I personally think the South African connection is quite I, I could imagine it being believable actually. I yeah, I find that one believable. I find it more believable than the others. Yeah. This Craig Williamson he has history. I don't think he, he doesn't would. seem like a guy that you want to hang out with. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he would stop at murdering a prime minister. Uh, Why didn't he go after like? Because the person that took over Olaf was his deputy prime deputy prime minister, mm. and he ended up holding office until 1991, and then again 1994 to 1996. I'm assuming yeah. because he was the deputy prime minister, he'd hold the same ideologies as Olaf. Not necessarily. So why did no one go for him? Not necessarily. There was differences, I think, within the slightly like, uh, the party. So not everyone was always on, like, the same sheet. And I think some, t- some like, prime ministers take a more diplomatic approach to these kind of things. They'll be critical, but maybe not quite as forcefully as Olaf Palm was. Some people see, like, the benefit of maybe being a diplomatic, because it means you can keep relations a bit more better then. Mm, fair enough. That's the way I view it. So that, that's the South African link, and... I would probably rate it as one of the more top ones of being believable. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and Bertel Whedon, and he's Swedish himself, and he reported he didn't like Palm much either, so um, whether it'd be him, I don't know or not. I think he, he's involved somehow. Because yeah. his name just comes up too much. Yeah, I, I wouldn't surprise me. Someone else accused him of ordering, Bertel Whedon of ordering it. 
Yeah, I don't know what involvement he had, but I'm pretty sure he'd had some sort yeah. of involvement. Is he still alive? Yeah, he is. Craig okay, so Wh- maybe we could have a deathbed confession from him at some yeah. point. Yeah, Craig Williams still is Williamson still alive um, mm. as well. It, yeah, it kind of shocks me that this is so recent. Also, uh, none of these people are in prison, even though they've been... Because uh, bo- both Craig of Williamson... Not, they did it for the government. Yeah, both uh, Craig Williamson and Bertel Weed and... They all had previous. They've been involved in a bombing that happened in London, actually. How well. many Nazis survived, uh, escaped prison, Matt? Please tell me. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so many people not get justice. There, there was only, like, a, re- a real smaller number that didn't get... Well, they... Uh, we don't it, come on, uh, one is too many. The major Nazis, in general, yeah, didn't yeah, get away with it. Yeah, one Nazi escaping is too many. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You're not get, you didn't get to try to trap me into saying that it's not, aren't you? You're, I no, see what I you're doing. Making, that was an example. Yeah. So basically, these guys are all free. Um, they'll probably never Bastards. admit to it. but They'll never admit to it. They'll hey, never hey. get punished for it. They'll get to live their life, even though they've taken away so many other people's. Yeah. They were racist as well, so that doesn't make it much better. Yeah, they seem like the worst kind of people. Yeah. They were racist murderers. Yeah, like this Craig Williamson, he said, I uh, admire who... So, people, you know, basically they are like Nazis. In a way, yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. And that's not even us joking, by the way. I know listeners might can get confused. We weren't even joking about that yeah. when we were being serious. Yeah. So, uh, coming on to right-wing kind of things, neo-Nazis, mm-hmm. that's another theory. Um, Which is why Matt picked this topic. No, I didn't actually. I didn't know about this actually. You um, picked it because it was Swedish and it was Nazis. I picked it merely because I care. You know, I don't like seeing Swedish people being assassinated, and I'm sure people will believe that. Um, you just like seeing assassinations. No, I think it's interesting. It's kind of cold war shit and stuff like that. <laughs> kind of cold war shit. <laughs> yeah. So right, let's get onto this right wing thing then. But the video I was watching was. The, the theory is that uh, the police in that time in Sweden, a lot of the police, like, um, uh, the connection between, like, um, the police and, and the po- politicians is quite close, apparently. So half the police were, like, um, social democrats, so they had those kind of leanings. Um, but there was also a kind of right-wing presence within the police. And uh, this right-wing kind of presence tended to kind of make itself known like groups, so um, there was a particular group within the police known as the Baseball League, apparently. The according baseball to this document, yeah, according to this documentary, it's called the I Baseball League. I should have paid League. more attention to this documentary. Yeah, and basically, the idea is that a lot of right-wing police officers were involved in. I think because um, there's a theory that there was a load of people with um, walkie-talkies following the movements of Olaf Palm. This is going back to these witnesses who saw people following Olaf Palm off on the yeah. train and off. Yeah, which I don't believe. So apparently the, these witnesses saw a load of people. There's, um, this doctor had this woman who apparently seen someone from the start of the, the Palm's journey following them with, like, a walkie-talkie. And then the... And this... the Palms didn't notice, even though they're the Palms no. from First Lady. Okay, I just think it's yeah. stupid. Okay, carry on. I just think it's stupid. Even though, even though they didn't have protection that night, you, I still think they'd be wary No, but they'd still be on that. alert. They're Prime Minister and the First Lady. Yeah. Of course, they'll always be on alert. Yeah, so basically this, this right-wing idea is that 
some people even quite high up in the police were supposedly um, right wing as well. Apparently, this investigation says that Hans Holmer, who was the, this guy that we were talking about earlier, who yeah. was leading the investigation, he himself, had, I think, I don't know if he'd set up the baseball league or he'd had, he, he, he praised the work of the baseball league. Even though he, he was a social democrat, so he was on the left, apparently. But the, this kind of documentary argues that he may but have... You can say you're one thing and then become another. Yeah. Like, those people that say, I'm not racist, but... Yeah. They, yeah those kind of people. The kind of argument uh, that this documentary puts across is that he used that to get to the top, basically. It was just, like, a front for... Get gaining power, basically. That makes sense, and that makes sense why he was attacking the Kurds. Yeah, uh, and so basically, there's this idea that there's because there's apparently there's quite a lot of these police officers who were part of the baseball league nearby. Because I think I remember said earlier there was happened to be a lot of like police cars in the area, and uh, according to like some people, these police officers were seen nearby in cars and stuff like that. So that's that's one like theory. Also, um, there's been a lot of accusations of like a police cover up in this story, and mm. if it was like a right wing kind of or like section of the police, you could understand why you'd want to cover it up in some ways. Yeah, but my thing is, if it was a cover up, wouldn't they've done a better job? Someone else, like Krista, would have been convicted and sent down properly. Yeah, and then acquitted. They could have easily just planted the evidence on him. Yeah. If it was a cover-up, they have access. But it is... Um, according to this documentary, this kind of idea was underexplored. None of, like, the prosecuting officers, have, prosecutors, have taken like, that line of inquiry. They've never looked at the police. That's despite the fact that Hans Holm, apparently... He claimed to have been out of Stockholm at the time, staying in the hotel. That's despite the fact that some people who worked at the hotel said he never stayed there. Okay. There's some arguments that he was in Stockholm at the time. They're not necessarily saying he was the murderer, but that he may have been behind it or something like that. There's, there's a lot of, like, um, apparently kind of high-up right-wing figures who, want, you know, organised this and used the baseball league to carry this out, basically. Yeah. I don't put much stock in this. Yeah. I do I do think it is a bit underexplored, though, because... I just um, think if it was a police cover-up, they would have done a better job. I'd hope that they would have done a better job and the case would have been closed ages ago rather than be sitting here open. Mm, still, they they haven't been, like, investigated, so you could argue that could be a success for them, if it, ha- if it is them. Well, not really, but because this case will never be closed. Yeah. No, success for them is pinning it on someone else. If it was like a police cover-up, that means it was organised, so you have to have a full guy. Well, yeah, I mean, if they put this guy as a full guy, that obviously didn't work too well. Yeah, but they could have... No, because they didn't do anything. They could have planted the gun on him. They had the gun. Yeah. Someone must have shot him with a gun. True. And and he had, and the guy, if they all they had to do was plant the gun on him, the guy had already murdered people. He had, like, substance abuse issues. No one would believe a word he would say if he denied it. Yeah. If it was a cover-up, they would have done a better job. Mm. Either that or they're complete idiots. Yeah. And if I mean, this that... was an organised murder, an organised hit, you can't be an idiot to do that. Yeah. So, some people just, I think, think it's convenient that... Um... Some people just want conspiracy theories. 
No, some people just think it's convenient that the police, like some of the like mistakes they made. I think it's some people think it's convenient to think it could have been a cover up. I'm not necessarily. Yeah, yeah people make mistakes though. That's just the fact of life. Is yeah. everyone makes mistakes? I mean, um, it's unfortunate, and it's unfortunate in this case because it was the prime minister. But it happens. Yeah. You, you can't just assume someone's, you know, got ulterior motives just because they make one mistake. Yeah. I mean... Like, if you were allergic to, I don't know, like, kiwis, and then I accidentally gave you a fruit salad that had kiwis in it, that didn't mean doesn't necessarily mean I'm meant to kill you. That just means I forgot that you were allergic to kiwis where I didn't know. Oh, nice analogy there, Tom. Yeah. I like fruit salad. <laughs> Um, the prosecutor in this case, there's one who's, the, I think, at the time of the documentary, the current prosecutor, like, refused to even, like, consider, like, a police kind of conspiracy kind of theory. He, like you said... Yeah, because um, that would put into question any conviction that he's made. Because yeah. the police arrest him, they gather the evidence, the prosecutor makes the case. Yeah. If, there's, if he, there was police corruption, that would call into question any convict that was convicted. But um, it's kind of like his reasons as well for not investigating the police was that we have a great democracy and an efficient police force. That, that's, you know... But then I don't again, OK, if, if they were investigating police, they're not going to send out, send out a press release. They yeah. could have investigated, we don't know. Like, yeah. we've said it before, people, we don't, the public don't always get told everything that's going on. And there's a reason for that. Like, they're not going to send out a press release, yeah, we're investigating the police, because the police would actually cover their fucking tracks better. Yeah. Although, actually, um, the SAPO, which is the, the like the Swedish like security people mm-hmm. services, they were investigated because they were also investigating the murder, and they were unofficially investigated by some journalist, and that turned, that was quite a big scandal for Sweden actually, mm-hmm. because um, there was a lot of like unofficial investigations into this murder, some that weren't like authorized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he was the Prime Minister. Yeah. And everyone wants to be the one that figures out who killed the Prime Minister. Yeah. So that link, we don't... You're, you're, you don't like it. No. I'm, I'm unsure of it, personally. But I, I just think it's slightly underexplored, that's all. Hmm. Do you have anything else you want? We could read out the other, the other main theories, if you like, but I don't think we have enough time to go into them. Yeah. The well, other one is the Yugoslavian. Yeah, some guy who uh, murdered someone in Scotland. He was a Cro- <laughs> yeah, some... he was a Croatian nationalist. He murdered <laughs> Croatian nationalist in Scotland. He says that um, some Yuv- Yugoslavian hitman killed Olaf Palmer and then was going to try and pin it on the the, uh, the Croatian nationalists. Why okay, the so Cro- I don't put much stock in that because yeah. he said some guy. <laughs> Oh, is um, I could, can give you his name if you want. Uh, no, I don't really care because I don't believe that one either. Yeah, but uh, basically, why would the Croatian nationalists want to kill the Swedish prime minister, even if you were trying to pin it on them? There, there's yeah. no, there's no reason to. I don't think. Oh, I have another question. You see, like the Swedish government. Mm. How many terms are they? How many terms is the prime minister allowed to be prime minister for? Because, like, in places like America. It's two terms and you're out. Whereas in England, you could be Prime Minister forever if people keep voting you back in. Yeah. So do you know what it's like? I'm not actually sure. Because if it was like the America one, all they had to do was just wait a few years. Yeah. Because he was in his second term anyway. I think they have votes. 
So, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that one. But I, I think it's the system where you just keep getting voted in until you stop not being voted in. That's what oh, I think, okay. but I'm not 100%. Someone may correct us on that if there's any Swedish people listening. Maybe. We don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. If they were, they aren't anymore, are they? Yeah. Um, another theory is the CIA. The CIA always do it. Or the CIA connected to some right-wing organisation. Because there's a lot of right-wing organisations apparently in Sweden at that time. So, so Really? Um, just really? Yeah. That's shocking. No, it's the Cold War. There was a lot of right-wing, left-wing Oh, really? Things. That's surprising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what is a right-wing? <laughs> right-wing? Con- well, yeah. it's extreme conservative, isn't okay, it? Okay, Matt, Matt, I was being sarcastic. Oh, fuck I'm off. not like our listeners. I do know what right-wing is. Yeah. So the CIA, um, some, some, I read this analysis from YouTube, so this is not, you know, I'm not giving it any credibility. But the idea is that the CIA wanted Sweden to join NATO or something like that. And so they assassinated Olaf Palm because he wouldn't join. And apparently Sweden did join, I think, later on. I'm not convinced by that theory just because we know now that America... They, yeah, they were in bed with them, basically. Yeah, there was a deal done with Americans back in the 70s. Yeah, but I think, I think, yeah, I think after that knowledge came out, the America theory sort of just went. I don't yeah. think people still run with that anyway. Yeah, well, the conspiracy theorists of today still do, because they're just willing to believe that CIA yeah, but, or yeah, America yeah. will do... They'll do no, just conspiracy theorists, theorists just want a conspiracy. It's just some of them always happen to be the CIA. It could be anything. Yeah, because you never know what the CIA is up to, and they never release their records. Whereas, like, you've got England. They do release their records. They just release it, like, 50 years, 100 years after the fact. Yeah. So... Which I never knew about until, like, recently, which I think is cool. So in 100 years, we're going to figure out what they've been doing while we're alive. Only what they want to tell you. If they really don't want to tell you, they won't tell you. Oh, yeah, they can, put, they can put a proper clap on it. A clap on it. They could put it on an indefinite thing on it, but... Yeah. We'll know some things, which is yeah. more than the CIA would tell you. Yeah. So that's, that's another theory. Is there any other theories you want to put in? Cause well, that... not really, because I don't find any of them believable. Other than the South African one, which I can see some merit in, but... Yeah. yeah, the apartheid you know what? one. Yeah, it's, it's also convenient. I, I just, I like the idea of, oh, it was a random killing and people didn't, the person didn't even know that he was the Prime Minister and then he woke up the next day and he was like, oh, shit, the guy I killed was the Prime Minister. Yeah. I'm fucked. Yeah. Because it's so random, like, it was a random schedule, like, and I think they actually walked a different route as well. They went, they took a different route. They yeah. got off a stop early and walked. So that switches it up a little bit. And, yeah, it's unexpected. The Prime Minister didn't even know he was going out until 8 o'clock that evening. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't see much pre-planning, and I don't believe the witness accounts that they were being followed because the Palms would have sussed it, because that's the Prime Minister and the First Lady. Of course, they would have figured it out. Yeah. So Basically, what I'm saying is that I don't believe that there is a theory behind this. I just think it's a random killing. Yeah. So you think, like, random loan killing? Probably. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. 
What amazes me is, like, he, this guy managed to just run away, even though there's apparently these 25 witnesses. Yeah, still... there's so many people tracked their every movement, and so many people saw everything. Yeah. No one saw the killer. Yeah, so he, he killed a prime minister, but he managed to run <laughs> no, away. No, 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 but they, they, <laughs> they, they all pointed the direction he went, but no one followed. Well, yeah. I guess he's holding a, a gun, so that's probably why they didn't want to follow. But Yeah, what made me laugh is I read somewhere that um, one of the witnesses said the guy had a limp. <laughs> this guy who so had a limp managed to, to run him. away. <laughs> At one point, he was said to be jogging, and you're like, still no one like thought, oh, let, let, let's get this guy. He just killed someone. <laughs> like, let yeah, him jog you, away. But you know, you know what? He just killed someone. I yeah, wouldn't have Yeah, him. he could have shot you, yes, I guess. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just, just seems like no one was particularly willing to stop him. Maybe everyone was in on it. I think it's just amazing to some people that someone can kill a prime minister and just get away. Get away with it, yeah. That, so basically, I think I, I think the South African thing's probably the most convincing for me. Yeah, out of all the theories, the South African one works for me. Yeah. But then again, it's all it's all coincidental, man. This was such a random outing. No one knew they were doing it. Yeah. And the house was swept for bugs beforehand just to check, and they didn't find anything. Our, I, I would say... I, I just, um, security service, they, they might not have actually known the schedule, but they'd still be watching, I guess. They'd be watching the palms. So uh, it d- doesn't matter what their schedule were, if they yeah, were but, watching, they could have yeah, found but out. The, but the bodyguard was sent away. Yeah, but I'm, I mean actual security services from, like, foreign countries. The South African security service were ah, watching yeah. them. They would they yeah, have known. But, but, but they, they would they, have been tracking them, wouldn't they? Yeah, but they might not have known the movements, but they'd still be watching them saying, oh, they've, they've gone somewhere, you know. Let's, so you're, let's you're saying them. someone followed them? Yeah. I don't... It's not unbelievable. Like I said before, I think the Palms would have sussed it because they were on the train, then they were, for a period of time, they were walking, they were on... In in the cinema, they could have used different people. And they stood outside people. the cinema. It might, it might well, not maybe. be the same person. So maybe you but got the security servers wouldn't just use one person to do this. That's fair enough. I don't, fair I, don't enough. I don't think these security services would be so stupid to get caught. They're meant to look kind of like conspicuous. So no, yeah, I don't mean not conspicuous. They're meant to like you know, they're meant to blend in. You're not meant to notice them. So. Yeah, fair enough. So yeah. I think that's the strongest theory, but I would I'd also... I think I, that's I, the strongest theory, but I, I still don't know. I wouldn't rule out the lone killer, just because it has happened before. No, I think that's a, a strong theory, or it's just a random killing. Yeah. Well, it's the strongest theory out of all the official theories, but I personally believe it's a random killing. Yeah. So, so we're done there, I think. Are we done? Okay, yeah. so that was another gruelling episode. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think we got through all the theories. I don't know if it's any Yeah, we got though. through all the theories. I'm just wondering if the listeners got through all the theories with us. Yeah. Did you? Are you still here? You're listening to us live. Yeah. If you're snoring, you better stop now. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd be very offended. Right, I don't think there's really... Mu- yeah, I don't think there's really much more we can say on top of that, is there? No. No. Well. I think it was interesting, right? I think it was interesting. I hope we haven't bummed you out too much, because this week we did the assassination of Olaf Palm. Last week we did the kidnapping and murder of the Lindbergh baby. Yeah. We, so, let's do something light-hearted next time. Yeah, we should do the, the Black Eyed Kids. <laughs> <laughs>
That, that's not a band, like the Black Eyed Peas. No, no but the, it's so annoying whenever you try and Google it because Black Eyed Peas comes up. <laughs> I bet there's a, there's a conspiracy theory about the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, they're the Illuminati, I think. Mm. But, yeah, aren't all musicians the Illuminati? Yeah, apparently. There's even, like, um, a theory that some guy thinks that Olaf Palm was part of Illuminati as well. Right, but he doesn't fit the mould. No, not really. Well, some some people just say, like, you act like that, but you can secretly... Like, if you just get to power, people believe you have to be a part of Illuminati. Yeah, because people don't like seeing success. Yeah. <coughs> right, we better yeah. go soon, because I'm going to cough to death. <laughs> yeah, there's not really much... I think we can say goodbye now. There's yeah. not really much else we can add on top of that. But yeah. you can look into all the other theories. We only just <coughs> mentioned a few. You can look into... <laughs> <laughs> you can look into all the other theories. We only just mentioned a few. fit and dying. So. I to the Illuminati and I start choking. That's not coincidence, if you ask me. <laughs> I think that's the first time I laughed all episode. <laughs> yeah, it's not the, that's the first time I laughed the past couple. Uh, laughed the past couple of weeks. Really? Yeah. Well, we didn't really laugh much during the Lindbergh baby, did we? I thought you laughed a bit at the beginning. Yeah, at the beginning before we got into actually talking yeah. about it. But this one, we just went straight in, and this is still a long fucking episode. Yeah. It is a bit hard to laugh at the death of a baby, though. You got to admit. Uh, and the prime minister that actually seemed like a nice guy. <laughs> Okay, yeah, bye, listeners, yeah. bye, because Matt's going to die. <laughs> yeah. Shall we stop recording? <laughs> you didn't even say goodbye. Okay, ta-ta, fine, you're being impolite. you impolite bastard. These listeners spent an hour and a half listening to you talk about... It wasn't even me, really. It was you talking about Olaf Palm. You didn't yeah. even say bye to them. I, I, I don't care about them, to be honest. Oh, God. So, <laughs> this... <laughs> okay, bye, I'm turning off. Keep coughing.